Hello and good morning, evening or afternoon, depending on when you are listening to this latest episode of Susty Talks. If you're new here, Susty Talks are Edie's series of exclusive interviews with sustainability leaders across the world to keep us all a bit more connected. And I'm delighted to have on the line um, with me today the chief executive and founder of a B Corp that's been named one of the best for the world this year. Um, and that is Ape2O's Anthony Newman. So, Anthony, thank you very much for sparing the time. How are you today? Good afternoon, Sarah. I'm really good. Thank you very much for inviting me on. I'm pleased to be here. No, thank you. Thank you for dialing in and we can we can get into sort of all things B Corp as this goes on. Um, I'm aware of Ape2O myself, but for those listening who aren't aware of the business, could you maybe give us a brief introduction to the business um, and also a bit of a bit of the story about it? So when and why were you motivated to set this business up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so H2O is the uh, anti-plastic bottled water company. Um, we're providing a feel-good way to get the purest still and sparkling bottled water on the go. Um, so our aim, our real mission is to errad help eradicate single-use plastic water bottles. And we're doing this through building a network of sophisticated public water vending machines across the UK and encouraging people to make the change with a more attractive, affordable and sustainable proposition. That's it in a nutshell. How it, how it came about for me was... Um, my path, quick, quick potted history, um, Cambridge economics degree, should have gone into, you know, do various things with economics. I ended up taking a path less travelled, but um, had a really uh, ten, 10 years in the music industry and then sort of fell into new business development um, in the media industry. Um, met met uh, someone who actually got involved in O2O, um, uh, but met him first then. He's a very creative genius. Um, got into soft drinks after that bizarre as you uh, sort of segued into soft drinks and uh, met another really some really fascinating people there but that's where I first started getting into uh, sort of managing and uh, owning and managing own, my own business um that was 2005 and um that was uh, an, a fascinating journey learning about soft drinks um but um I and, you know note to the future we were I, re I didn't realize then, but I was part of the problem back then. You know, we were creating single use containers. There was cans and um, plastic bottles. And so definitely um, uh, I'm not squeaky clean in my past. So, so I, I accept that. Um, we then went, uh, I started the family brewery with my brother in um, Australia, in, in Cairns, which is, a, there's a, no, it's Queensland uh, tropical barrier reef, sorry, the Great Barrier Reef meets the tropical rainforest, and it's absolutely stunning up there, tropical paradise, really. Um, and we had, we were brewing beer for the Australians there, which was an amazing adventure. Whilst there, um, actually, it was the first date with my girlfriend, that now, now wife, um, we were helping to build a turtle sanctuary uh, on one of the islands off, uh, off the reef. Um, and it was really sad seeing the damage done to these beautiful marine creatures from eating, ingesting plastic, uh, being, uh, you know, fishing nets and uh, beer pack, six pack holders, getting around their flippers, all that sort of thing, damaging them and um, enabling them not to not to eat their food and, their, you know, their, their sea grass on the on the sea floor, etc. Um, so that was really powerful. That hit me hard. Um, it, uh, it made me realize um something needs to be done about this. And as it happened, things are sort of winding down for me in the, the brewery business in over there. Um, and so we're coming up to about 2015 now, and I decided to um, come back to England um, with my wife. And we were thinking, I was thinking, this said, going around in my mind, this idea about um, about what to do, how to, how can we reduce marine plastics? What can we, can we do about it? I did lots of research, lots and lots of research in, in the States and Japan, lots of places, uh, countries which were um, big on, um, 
sort of water vending and that sort of thing because I, I thought plastic bottles are one of the large contributors to the problem it's not the only there's lots of other things fishing nets uh, um, microplastics all sorts of things but but plastic bottles are a big contributor to this uh, ocean plastic problem and also landfill problem so I thought what can we do to reduce single-use plastic bottles and um, I suppose uh, the two insights I came to after lots of research were Water on the go was where the opportunity was going to be. That was a big opportunity. You know, when it's at home or at the office, you've got lots of lots of choices. You can go to the grocery store, get massive bottles very cheaply, all of that. But on the go, you're faced with paying £1.50 to £2 for a plastic bottle of water, which is twice the price of petrol. So not often do people stop to think about that stat. And, and there wasn't any alternative apart from if you're going to go into a restaurant and say, can I have a glass of water? Um, so that was one insight. The other insight was we really needed to target bottled water drinkers uh, as opposed to people that just wanted more access to tap water because and in order to do that you have to replicate the benefits that um, those bottled water drinkers perceive that they're getting i.e convenience purity of the water in a bottle hygiene of its of how it's being you know a nice hermetically sealed bottle all those things were what we had to try and benefit uh, try and replicate so that was the uh, the sort of uh, architecture and foundation of of what became H2O, um, and and we just built it around one mission, um, you know, to get rid of single-use plastic water bottles by creating a, a, a better alternative. Um, we've managed to get rid of uh, over a quarter of a million so far, um, and we give back 10% of all of our sales turnover, which is why we are a B Corp, I suppose, um, and have got that wonderful accolade, which we're we're humbled to receive uh, this June. Um, and um, yeah, so we give 10% of our sales turnover to ocean cleanup and uh, marine and conservation. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. That's uh, that's where that's our background on A2O. Right, well, that's that's definitely a career path from music to beer to turtles to bottles <laughs> to, to be cool. Um, and, and you've talked about something that I did want to talk about. So H2O was founded in 2016. Um, and I do remember at that point, yeah, refill definitely wasn't the norm. Um, campaigns like the actual refill stickers weren't really very commonplace. There probably weren't as many public water fountains that I can remember from just walking around London and other cities in the southeast. Um, so at that point, I wanted to ask what the common barriers you saw to people yeah, ditching a plastic water bottle was. And I know you mentioned some of them, like concerns about convenience and, and hygiene. Um, uh, good question. Um, completely, yeah. Um, it, it's amazing how quickly it's sort of um, grown into the public consciousness, really. Um, driven a bit, but obviously by the you know Blue Planet effect, which everyone very of, and um, uh, people started to really care about sustainability and um, where things go. But back then, yes, um, not that many people were, were carrying bottles. Uh, they were starting to, but not 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 that many. Um, there, as there weren't that, you know, maybe there weren't the best designs out there. I mean, you think about any market that matures, um, you know, there's amazing designs out there now. There's something for everyone, um, you know, whatever walk of life or um, uh, what activity you're doing. So um, that that's a part of how a market matures, I suppose. Um, People have convinced themselves uh, that they don't like tap water. I mean, you know, we're buying eight billion plastic water bottles a year in the UK. So that, that's sort of an indicator that people didn't want to drink tap water. Um, not having enough places to refill. Absolutely. Um, there haven't been enough. Obviously, the, the mayor's now started this uh, 
uh, partnership with Thames Water, which is great to put free uh, tap water refill fountains in, which we totally support. We think it's uh, uh, any, anything to encourage reuse is good. But yeah, that wasn't in existence then. Um, and, you know, there's just not enough early adopters leading the way. I think um, anything takes a bit of time. It takes time to change consumer behaviour. Um, yeah, I mean, the odd thing about plastic bottled water is it's only big. I mean, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> 50. Um, so, but, um, you know, just thinking about to when I was growing up, that, that didn't exist at all. So it's a relatively new habit. It's one generation. So but trying to unwind that is, um, yes, it's going to be an, a long journey. Um, hope that answers that question. I think that the, 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 basically trends are changing now that towards a more sustainable um, future with them um, and lifestyle factors are coming into play in that which I think are a very important part of the mix. Mm, definitely and you mentioned like the blue planet effect being a big moment for this but then also obviously over the past few years we've had a big bump in the road um, on that journey being Covid so the places that we've been mentioning like cafes, restaurants, train stations were just much quieter or shut altogether, people's concerns about hygiene were just yeah obviously and through the roof um, so what was 820 up to during the pandemic? How did the company operate during that? Uh, yeah, uh, really, um, yeah, it was a tough time for uh, all, all businesses out there and, and on, a, on every level uh, and, and families. Um, what we, um, I should probably just say quickly uh, exactly what it is we, that, that the company does. We have water vending machines which dispense ultra-filtered chilled and sparkling water for 25p contactless payment to the public in high footfall public locations. So um, that's one component. The second component is we sell and market online, offline, 100% um, plastic free steel bottles. And then we, the third component is our philanthropic 10% um, donation of our sales turnover. The reason I mention that is, so we only had four of our big apes, as we call them, which are, are the, the vending machines, um, in operation back at the beginning start of COVID. So we were working with uh, Southwestern Railway, Landsec in the city and London Zoo. So obviously the railway location and the zoo were both effectively closed. Um, so there's zero sales there and or usage. And then the two in the city, really interesting case. They, they, they were really consistent all the way through COVID. And I found that fascinating because and I was trying to think, who who is it? Everyone's stuck in the home, but it, there were key workers, there were uh, couriers, there were security guards, there were taxi drivers. There was all sorts of um, people that were still um, working and in, in in a city that was locked down. It's very interesting to see those stats. Um, as far as why um, why would still people still be using our, our machines if, if COVID um, you know touching anything would be a disaster? So that that was I suppose a component of what we were trying to do we get people off plastic bottles was we had to be super hygienic and we had to be very pure and we had to be um uh, really simple and convenient to engage with so contactless payments helps you know you have to touch anything you can't touch the water source this is such an important differentiator from free uh, you know the tap the standpipe fountains of, of old and the victorian fountains of old which sort of fell into disrepair we you the water comes from inside the far inside the machine and is right comes out sort of in a rifled tube and so it goes straight into your bottle we also use advanced filtration within the machines um uh, three-stage filtration down to uh, to the edge of nano nanotechnology and ultraviolet light, which is obviously power of the sun, that neutralizes viruses and bacteria. Um, so combining those things together, um, and uh, ultraviolet happens on the water when it comes in, and also right at the dispense point as it's about to go into your bottle. So it's when it's going into your bottle, it's as clean as it can be. We are, you know, polishing it. In effect, it's tap, obviously it's tap water going in, but it's uh, it's certainly not tap. It doesn't taste like tap water coming out. It's got that 
Um, it, it doesn't have any taste, uh, any strange taste. It just feels fresh. And 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 I suppose the fact that chilled and sparkling also adds, adds some you know value add components. And I think all that together um, meant that people were happy to continue using it. They felt they could trust it. Uh, the machines they're very well maintained and they're clean and they always uh, we keep them clean we also have cleaning contracts with the um with our landowner partners but i think that in total is sort of sums up why people are starting to trust it as an alternative that even in covid times was could work that's so interesting to me yeah it's been yeah a, a difficult time for for refill and you mentioned there obviously it's great that you guys have a value add and you've looked at things like contactless and sparkling and chilled but you also mentioned that essentially like the more people use a, a refillable um the better um so it'd be great to hear about what you guys are doing with partners to make reuse and refill for for water um the, the norm regardless of whether it's coming out of one of your taps or whether they've just for example got one of your bottles and are using it elsewhere uh, uh, absolutely um i've got to say uh, start starting a business is quite a lonely uh sort of i'm not going to say sad just a, it's just a lonely journey really half the time and, and you, you you definitely look to attract great people in your founding team um but also partners of course you know especially in a category which we're effectively we were first to market in and um uh, in terms of that t total public water on the go solution um it was it was really um really interesting uh you know you, you sit there going who who can we be associated with we've got to get um get known get 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 out there get our message out there and i think when you're driven by the mission for a start you know a whole company was formed around the mission you know to, to reduce and remove single-use plastic water bottles but um one of our first customers was london zoo and zsl have an amazing um uh, uh, reputation and and experience of doing marine conservation that you know they look after some of the world's largest marine parks because of the British overseas territories um, and they they're, they're wonderful coll collaborators so they were one of the NGOs one of four NGOs involved in reef the one excuse me one less bottle initiative which was a five-year plan which is finished now sadly I think they should carry on with it but it was a it was an experiment to see how we Londoners can reduce plastic bottle use and it was a singular objective and they got some amazing um, data out of that so we've been part of that and it was a it was a very collaborative thing with loads of different uh, commercial and charitable and governmental organizations involved and um, that that felt like a very collaborative uh, really helpful thing and we actually felt that you were helped part of helping to shape, shape policy which was very very um rewarding um, and then Obviously, you got you mentioned refill, refill.org. They were obviously there. They're one of those one less bottle collaborators and part of the NGOs behind it, City to Sea, and and they're great. Uh, we we um we list our H2O fountains on on their um on their app, obviously. Um, and I think it's brilliant what they're doing. You know, just keep going, keep pushing that refill message. Um, then then I mentioned refill shops. I think they're quite they're starting to appear. I think that's great. Um, there's some good brands out there. I won't mention now, up to the top of my head, but um. Uh, they're, they're starting to really get seen. And I saw there's a London mayor um, uh, uh, consultation at the moment about refill shops and about how, how to help promote them. I think it's really good because they're kind of like the nascent markets of the future. You know, they're great collators of all um, all these uh, products where you don't need to bring in, uh, where you can bring in you know, your refillable containers. So I think that's great. Um, we're trying to collaborate with those sorts of places. And then Finally, another thing for us, which sort of closes a circle for H2O, because we're all about, we're singularly focused on single-use plastic water bottles, is reverse vending machines. So we're talking to a couple of partners on that at the moment about, hey, if you come up to a machine, how cool would it be to have 
an RVM, sorry, sorry, use a TLA, you there, it's a three-letter acronym, but um, they would be, um, you know, someone's got a plastic bottle, but they want, they've, they've got their new steel bottle and they want to refill it and they want to get rid of the plastic bottle. It'd be helpful to have a solution to repurpose that plastic there and close that circle. Um, and that would be, that'd be great for us to be involved in that too. So I think there's, um, uh, the good thing about everyone in this space is it doesn't feel like, you know, massively it's not like in competition with each other it's it's really about focus on that mission about look we've got to work together and come up with a, a load of different solutions for this hugely segmented bottled water market in order to reduce single-use plastic use uh, usage and and that applies to other areas of single-use plastic as well by the way Got it. Well, thank you for giving your overview about, yeah, like how this space works and how partnerships are, are working within it. And I did also want to touch a bit about what the company is doing um, internally. So as as we've mentioned, Ape2O was one of the best for the world B Corps this year. Um, and you've mentioned some some of the stuff that the company is doing that makes it a B Corp. So donating parts of the profit um, having a product and service with an environmental purpose. Um, but there's other stuff that goes into being a B Corp as as well. So it'd be great to hear a little bit more about how you work to make B Corp culture in inside of the organisation and ensure that, yeah, you keep doing doing good work on things like governance, social sustainability and the broader sp space of environmental sustainability. Um, uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, B, B Corp's great. Um, um, you know, there's coming up to a thousand B Corps in the UK now, 5,000 worldwide. Um, it's a it's a movement that's certainly getting um, building. And what I love also is that they're 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 helping to spearhead the or sorry lobby the Better Business Act, um, which is coming. Uh, I, I, I'm, forgive me, I don't know the dates of exactly when that's happening, but I think it's relatively soon. But it's um, all of that stuff is really good about um, just helping business, just showing showing by doing that there's a better way to um, run businesses, which doesn't necessarily just need to be perceived as eating into your profits, but can be seen as building building a bigger pie and getting people attracted to your brand and your business. So I think that's really great. So that's what got us interested in the first place. Now, one of your earlier speakers, I think it was um, James Thornton from Intrepid. I love listening to that story, by the way. Um, the biggest company, travel company in the world, that's a B Corp. Um, uh, they he highlights something important, which is that when you're big, it's really hard to become a B Corp and and to maintain it. And um, we we are at the other end of the scale. We're 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 the S in SME, Sarah, um, and that's fine. Um, you know, because we're starting out and we're in a new category. So it's a little. I, I wouldn't say it's easy because it's taken us two years, but it's a little. It's a little um, easier. We're a very small team. We're a team of five. Um, we have grand plans for the next few years but um uh, it, it, it because our mission our company was formed around our mission uh, everyone in the business um is entirely aligned on the b corp um sort of approach to um, our business and that means everything in terms of how um you know what, what the things that make uh, you know that's part of our revenue structure obviously is water from the water machines so that's that's removing plastic bottles, uh, you know, or substituting plastic bottles from the marketplace, which is great, and all the the problems that come from that. Then with our bottles, they're 100% plastic free. So that took a long time to find, you know, uh, the, some of the top bottles on the market have hard plastic lids, and you know that's fine. Hard plastic's fine, but we just wanted to be zero plastic anywhere. So we thought we had to design our own, and that was a long journey, and um, and working with suppliers 
going to see them, uh, you know, in the times when you did go to see them. And uh, perhaps I wouldn't do so much, so much of that now. And uh, with the thinking about um, air miles, all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, this was setting out something for a long term future. So uh, meeting people face to face was important, seeing how they run their operations, um, uh, certifying that they, they they look after their people uh, and and understanding the energy and um uh, output inputs and outputs that go into their business and their scope three emissions all that all that all of that was part of our uh setup of how we were going to approach this um we've um at the moment re- developing a t-shirt which has taken months and months and months um bit of a covid delay in the middle there too but it's which is made of 100 percent plastic bottles certified plastic bottle stock um and and what was problematic with that is trying to get it breathable so we finally got a breathable t-shirt so what what we've always strive to do within the team, we've and we've always, you know, we could easily say let's stop at 75% plastic bottle stock and 25% cotton or something. Why don't we just do that and make our life easier? And and all the team are aligned on saying no, we've got to be 100% because we're the 100. We we want to deliver 100%. We want to try to always be that that um, pinnacle. Now we're not saying we're we're perfect. No, God, no. I mean, there's so much to learn. It's it, but it is about striving for the the best. Just striving for the best, and then and then telling everyone about it so that they can at least go, wow, if we buy that, we we are actually sold, we're taking bottles off the street and we're, and with every time we buy a, any of your products with 10% of that's going to ocean cleanup and um, conservation. So yeah, that was, that. I, I think it's, sorry, long winded way of saying Sarah, that it's uh, sort of in our DNA from the start. So we're, we've been fortunate because we start, we are a small company and we started that way. But I think the uh, one other thing for, for your listeners, um, about you know larger companies etc is uh, it it needs to be obviously led from the top it um it needs to infuse every department um it, it can be something it can be fun actually to talk about um look wouldn't it be great if we knew exactly where all of our products came from from the very or us you know what the impact of our services was or um you know how we can with the benefits that we're accruing in our business but how we can help others um and it, it 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 puts a spring in your step in the morning i mean i'm no joke about that it really it, it's a pleasure to get up every morning to work on this business got it i was taking some notes to try and summarize what you said so i think the big takeaway there is don't just make your life easier um be ambitious and be persistent and look for the opportunities in that rather than the the chores or the challenges Thank you for summarising me so effectively, <laughs> Sarah. I'm, I'm new to this and I really appreciate your help. <laughs> no problem. Well, that will be my takeaway in any case. Um, but Anthony, I know we're coming to the end of our call today. So thank you very much for taking the time to be on Susty Talks. It's been my absolute pleasure and I hope we can keep in touch.